0: The Talk Show. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masachaba Mdolo. It's time now for our mentors feature. And we're talking about fathers who are taking the initiative to reconnect with their children. We've talked about children trying to initiate finding and establishing a relationship with their fathers. But what happens when the step is taken by the father? We're not denying that there might have been issues and sometimes valid reasons how this connection was lost. But how can a father go about re-establishing this connection. We're joined in the studio by Kevin Rutter from Fathers in Africa and we're taking your calls 891 104 0891-104-207 or SMS us on 34701. Our SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at two rand. Maybe you're a father who'd lost the connection with your child or children and you managed to re-establish it. How did you go about doing this? What about those, those very Issues that had you losing that connection out in the first place, or maybe you're a father who is looking to reconnect with your children, but the issues just seem insurmountable. 0891 104207 is the number to share with us on, or you can share with us via SMS on 34701. SMS is charged at two rand. A very warm welcome to you, Kevin. Welcome back to our studios. It's fantastic to be here again. Wonderful Thanks to have you back much. with us. How often is it that fathers will take the initiative to reconnect with their children, especially after a lot of water has has gone under the bridge? It's not that common. Uh,
1: but I think, you know, that's really part of the work that we're doing. We're trying to... Um, convey the importance to families to moms and to dads the importance um, of being involved and the fact that if you are involved you're boosting the child outcomes in many many ways so the research is so clear that fathers have a substantial impact on their child's development uh, a substantial impact on their child's well-being a substantial development on the functioning of the family as a whole so when we get that message across to dads then we find that dads are a little bit more on the uh, on the uptake, you know they want to actually say right fine if we, if it, if you're saying to us that we do mean this much, then we actually want to make an effort but it's not that common, and as you say, the barriers are there um we also trying to do some work around removing those barriers
0: what are some of the barriers that have fathers reluctant to even interact with their children?
1: I think the biggest barrier is break up of families, and in that process, what happens is that. And we know this is a fact that the children are used as pawns mm-hmm. in in this power struggle between Mom and dad, so th- that 's really the biggest barrier. We find that Mom um, becomes the gatekeeper or Granny becomes the gatekeeper, um, or the rest of the family become the gatekeeper to their children so they they kind of say, "Well, w- you can see the children on this and this basis and these are these are our rules in terms of How are you going to access them? And and it leads to such frustration, you know, that dads eventually, you know, a lot of dads really fight hard. um, And at the end of the day, they they throw their hands up in defeat and Mm. put the white flag up and say, look, I'm not going to try anymore. You know, it's just too hard for me to to do that. So that's really the biggest barrier. and, and I think also just being out of the loop in terms, you know, we all know that the teenager stage, as an example, is a hard stage for you to maintain relationships with your children. So, you know, again, there, it's a lot of hard work. And when you're not face to face or you're not having that relationship with your child on a daily basis... Um, It just becomes too much like hard work to actually maintain that relationship. So these are, I mean, there are other barriers as well, but those are probably the two major barriers.
0: But in terms of the courts, can they not, can the law not offer some kind of recourse for fathers who want to establish the connection, but they are being stopped by family members, as you said?
1: Absolutely. And in fact, we, the playing fields are 100% level. So dads have equal rights in terms of um, being able to access their their children. Um, You know, obviously, first prize is for families to be together, but Mm -hmm. if families can't be together, then the the law can take its course, but it can also become expensive, and that's another barrier. You know, the cost to actually get access to your child is high, um, you know, from a monetary point of view. So... The courts have now. The courts are now allowing uh, mediation, family mediation, to take place. And in fact, in some cases, before you can go to court, you have to go through, um, you know, a parenting plan mm-hmm. through a mediation. Uh, you know, guys that, that provide those mediation services. We work with a wonderful organisation called Family Justice, and I'm happy to give out those details to to fathers who want, who are battling with it. I would say to them, get in touch with Family Justice. They will they will sort of start opening those doors for you because they believe in family and they believe in you know equal um, co parenting participation in the life of a child because it's best the child the Children's Act is all about in the best interests of the child and we know that the best interests of children are to have dads fully involved and moms fully involved so it's co parenting it's both mom and dad the value of of both of you
0: we're talking to kevin rutter from fathers in africa and we're talking about fathers who want to re-establish the connection with their children 0891 104 207 is the number to dial 0891 104 207 or sms us on 34701 sms number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at two rand you spoke about a uh, father's For justice, how do they how do they work together with the um, office of the family advocate?
1: Okay, it's not Fathers for Justice. That's a separate organisation. We don't work with Fathers for Justice. Um, we work with an organization called Family Justice. Family Justice. So and it's, it's around the ah. co-parenting mm-hmm. thing. And they are in fact the, the, the head of the organization it's a husband and wife team and they're actually both advocates. So they their knowledge of the law is, is fantastic and they work with the courts um, regularly. And this
0: is an NGO, it's that, an NGO. That, that is looking at getting NGO. fathers to reconnect with their children 100%. even when the family has broken down. Mm,
1: that's exactly it.
0: Yes. But in situations where you know some mothers will tell you that it is toxic the reason why I try and keep the father away from from our children or from our child is that it is a toxic relationship we cannot be in the same space and when we do get together we we tend to forget that it is about our child and it becomes really poisonous in terms of how we relate to each other I'd like to talk about advice on on how to handle those kinds of situations and I'm sure that there are fathers who say I don't want to go there because every time I go there we end up not having a constructive discussion it becomes about what happened in 1926 and what happened in 1908 and we're not dealing with the present. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Kevin Rutter from Fathers in Africa joining us in the studio talking about fathers who would like to take the initiative to reconnect with their children. How do you go about this? And we'll be taking your calls and SMSs as well The Talk Show. This is the Talk Shop on F- SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masachaba Mdolo in conversation with Kevin Rutter from Fathers in Africa. We're talking about fathers who would like to take the initiative to reconnect with their children. If you're one of those fathers who took this initiative and uh, you've got a relationship going on, or even if you were rejected, we'd love to hear from you. 0891-104-207, 891 104207 104 or SMS three four seven. One SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at two rand. Kevin Rutter spoke about the various barriers that uh, keep fathers lethargic, that, give, that have fathers giving up hope of reconnecting with their children. If you're experiencing one of these barriers and you're dealing with it, we'd love to hear from you and find out how you're going about overcoming this barrier that is keeping you away From your child. You know, one of the most interesting comments um, that Kevin made was uh, about the work that he does with uh, teenage fathers. And when you look at how committed they are to having a relationship with their children, why are these barriers not getting them down? Why are these barriers not discouraging them?
1: I think, I mean, to some extent, their barriers are more financial. So they're wondering how they're going to pay the or They're ha- worrying how they're going to pay damages. They're worried how, about, you know, those kinds of financial things. There was a, v- a fantastic study done um, by Dr. Charlene Swartz um, from the Human Sciences Research Council. She wrote a book when she published a research called Teenage Tata. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in that book, there a lot of the young teenage fathers expressed the the desire to just maintain contact with the child they realized that there were financial pressures but they they said you know what I might not be able to provide for you but I can be there to love you mm-hmm. I can still give you a hug I can still say hey daddy loves you that, you know that kind of attitude which was very inspiring uh, to come from these these young children and and most of them are in the situation where they want to be they want to be good dads you know they they've come from a cycle of fatherlessness and a lot of them if they're given the opportunity will break out of that cycle uh, we just need, they need coaching, they need mentoring. It's, it's such an important part of of what we do and what needs to be done with young, with young men.
0: And, and what kind of programs do you have in place to assist them, Kevin, especially with regards to you know, maintaining contact with the children regardless of what the circumstances are, despite the pressure um, to give up and, and just give up hope?
1: We we have a couple of grassroots programs. One of them is called Boys Will Be Men, which looks is a schools program where we we challenge the young guys to to on issues of masculinity. You mentioned the word toxic mm-hmm. earlier, and and I want to maybe just come back to that. I want to we come yeah, talk. we'll come back so definitely to that issue. It's. And we challenge them. We talk about um, a man in the mirror kind of situation. Who are you? What? Where do you come from? And what kind of future or legacy do you want to leave for your children? And this challenge goes out to young men, and most young men really rise to that challenge. They say, "Look, how can we actually change? How can we break the cycle of fatherlessness?" And then the important thing is to follow that up with mentorship, and and really that. The the follow-up on that is really just as good as, it, it's only as effective as the kind of men that you can get involved in those children's lives. So who are the men in the community? Who are the men in the school, the teachers, et cetera, that want to play a role in giving these guys a chance? Mm-hmm. And we then take those men on a mentorship training weekend away. And we equip them and empower them with materials to actually mentor these young boys. And then from there on, we, we evaluate and we, we monitor and evaluate the program. We get feedback from both the mentee and the mentor on how the program is working. And we can adapt and change things accordingly. So we, we, they actually enter into a formal mentor-mentee relationship with, with each other.
0: And in terms of the acknowledgement of the fatherlessness and, and wanting to break the cycle mm. by these teenage fathers, um, have have you heard of an ex- experience where the fathers have tried to get in touch with them with the, with and 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 the reasons that they gave for for staying away for so long and and do these reasons make sense to these young men who are willing to go against the odds to keep that relationship with their children
1: the the reasons make sense when when dads reach out The reasons make sense to children Mm -hmm. because they are longing absolutely longing for that connection you know we've we've done a little bit of work in prisons and we're going to be doing some more work in prisons i met a fantastic pastor recently rod who who does prison work with men and um the 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 bottom line is that if those men in prison reached out to their families their family would accept them and and forgive them you know they're scared to reach out and and the families Um, but once those barriers are crossed then that's when the relationships can grow.
0: So fathers need to understand that it is about them reaching out that hand. Their children are waiting. They're dying to hear from them. But the initiative has to come from the fathers.
1: Yes, the initiative must come from Dad. And, and I know that there are many fathers listening actually also want to do the same thing mm. they want to reach out mm. you know Barack Obama had a pledge recently in America to say dads reconnect with your kids and, and men were signing pledges to say I'm, I'm now going to be a good father it was a fantastic pledge we want to do something similar in South Africa at some stage to say let's reconnect literally millions of dads to back to their children mm-hmm. we'll have a changed country the, the social problems that we are experiencing will disappear the gender-based violence the alcohol abuse the drug abuse the teen pregnancies All those kinds of things will be gone if we just get men to get involved in the lives of children.
0: How are you planning on dealing with the barriers? Uh, Just before the news I spoke about the toxic relationship between the two partners Mm. um, uh, that has the child in the middle unfortunately.
1: Yeah okay so if we flip it flip it around and look at the other side of the coin many moms that are behaving as gatekeepers have good reason to behave as gatekeepers because we do have a toxic masculinity in this country. We have, we have men that are being collectively socialised into a masculinity that is not good for society. So, the where where we need to start placing more emphasis is on working with men. So, the gender-based violence problem is not a woman's problem. You know, it's a men's problem. Men are the perpetrators. Women have done a fantastic job in bringing to attention the fact that they are, are victims in, in this situation. And, you know. And it's good for them to become more than victims, to get out of that victim kind of situation and become and, survivors, and, become survivors mm. and, and to empower themselves. So that's part of, of what needs to happen. Women need and women have reinvented themselves and so on. But we need to do more serious work with men in terms of the construction of masculinity and looking at how they're brought up. The the notion of, you know, boys not crying, the notion of men not sharing feelings. We, we're raising men to wear masks and and to portray an image of themselves that is not a true image and so we need to give men the freedom to express themselves and the freedom to actually become something different so we we need to remodel masculinity um media's done a bad job of portraying what masculinity is all about and um, so through our media campaign the front page father media campaign we're trying to enlist the media as allies and the work that i'm I'm doing here tonight mm-hmm. with you is fantastic because you've given us a platform for us to do exactly that to say listen let's get men back on board and create a positive image of men
0: when we talk about realigning masculinity or redefining masculinity mm-hmm. what exactly are we talking about um and and i can hear a collective groan from men in several quarters saying oh my gosh here we go again the pink shirt yeah. Or, you know, um, I must now put moisturizer on and it'll make me more feminine. You know, the, those kinds of concerns. And, and you and I may laugh about it, but it goes deeper than that. Yeah. It, it talks about men being called upon to take off their masculinity in order to be acceptable in society and become more feminized. Yeah. And they're saying this is not the route that we want to take.
1: I think they're saying that because they they're not used to it they, they they they've got this image of masculinity in their heads that isn't a isn't a healthy image of what of what manhood's all about so uh, it's a it's a very tough process but um, there, there's a Tony Porter who runs an organization called the Call to Men in the States um, talks about the man box so we are taught to believe that that's what masculinity is all about men don't cry you've got to toughen up um, you know when you when you're on the rugby field When you're on the soccer field You know That's This is the way that you play the game You mm-hmm, know And mm-hmm. If you were told Hey Son You know you Come on Get off the field You're playing like a girl You know What does that tell us about What we're teaching them about girls You know We're teaching them that girls Are not good enough mm-hmm. To actually play soccer Or do whatever else they need to do So Gender transformation Is a very important part of what we do We need to we need, There needs to be a healthy respect for sexes There needs to be a healthy respect For what women are all about And that's and 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 men see women as sexual objects, as an example. So there's a lot of work to be done around that. Um, so and these are all the, sort of the man box things that we need to we need to relook really at. I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, that we you know we uh, you know that men now have to kind of take a back seat. Mm. Um, uh, you know, the the role of leadership is also very important, and men or you know the role of male leaders is equally as important as the role of women leaders in government, in business, wherever it is. So...
0: So we're not talking about feminizing men, I think that's one of the things that no. has to come out. And, and yeah. you know, the minute... And I hear this a lot. We get a lot of calls and SMSs. Yeah, you want to turn us into women. That's not the aim here. And that implies that emotion is wrong. Yes. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with emotion. There's nothing
1: wrong with emotion. Yeah, my my children um, tease me all the time about crying in movies. You know, I can't go through a you know, it's sort of a tear in movie without crying. So, I've I've tried Absolutely. to teach myself how to cry. Yeah. And they
0: love you all the more for it because they've seen Daddy's soft side. Mm, you know, and yeah. they, and then they know that they can approach you. Via the soft side, should things really go bad for them? Sure. So daddy's always, always available because daddy has a soft side. And daddy, yes, is strict, but daddy will understand. He will understand just as well as mom will understand. Mm -hmm. So fathers need to recognize, Kevin, you're saying that they have to reach out first. What happens when they come across these barriers that, you know, time has not made them any less Rigid, that time has not made the women, the family, any less angry. We're talking to Kevin Rutter from Fathers in Africa, and we're talking about fathers taking the initiative to reconnect with their children. Got an SMS coming in, Kevin, that says men have no image of manhood in their heads. We grow up that way. How do you learn to be a man? Who teaches you how to be a man when there's no man? Mm.
1: Yes, uh, that's exactly the problem that we have. It's exactly, he's hit the nail on the head. Mm. So who models your masculinity for you? Who models your manhood for you? Is it is it your... F- you're a friend on the road who's a gangster is it um, is it fifty cent is it um, you know is it uh, Bruce Willis? Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know those kinds of issues. So we look at you know who who's modeling the mandate for us so mm. that's why the mentoring role is so important. You know who can you look up to we, We're calling on uncles, we're calling on brothers, we're calling on men in the community, we're calling on pastors, uh, teachers, um, uh, religious leaders. Um, and so on to stand up and realize what problem we have and to play the role of mentors so that they can model a masculinity for these young guys that are looking for that
0: because there are men in our communities yes we may be talking about uh, fatherless homes but there are many many men in our community and they're also good fathers in our communities that Mm -hmm. one can use as a role model we sort of always talks about uh, a neighbor that he looked up to and we from Sanket Gender Justice always talks about a neighbor that he looked up to and that man for him was the embodiment of what a father could be should be even though his father wasn't around this That's man right. was willing to open up his heart his arms and his knowledge yeah. to share with him
1: and look what kind of man was turned out to be you know he's a wonderful father he's a he's, he's an activist for for change and for for he's a gender activist mm. he's a fantastic guy he's a good friend so so it can happen you know and you know we know the the saying a village raises a child Uh, we used to have a scenario where we had elders and, and uncles and People in in our communities that we could look up to that could raise our children and model a a certain sort of image of fatherhood for them, which we don't have anymore.
0: And, And I want to go back to the issue that there are good men out there. We can't paint all men with the brush and say men are bad, men are irresponsible, men have left their responsibilities and are not raising their children. There are men that are standing by their children despite... The terrible terrible relationships or breakups um, or breakups of of families of relationships they stand by their children what happens if in trying to reach out Kevin a father finds that the child has been influenced to such an extent that they're not interested in hearing what they have to say
1: Mm. yeah then then it's a slow process but there are ways of doing it Um, all our children are connected via social media today Uh, or most most children and Um, So if you're living in an urban environment where social media is a thing, connect with your children via Facebook. You know, even even if they're not Keen to kind of have, if if they've been influenced like you say, they're probably not going to sort of refuse you as their friend on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever else you want to communicate with them. And then it's a slow process. So just send through those inspirational messages every day. Say, hey, my son, I love you. And my daughter, you're a beautiful girl. You know, whatever those messages are that you just slowly start building up their confidence and getting them back again. When they have an event at school, just be there. You don't have to even speak to them. When they look on the sideline, and they see daddy standing on the stand or sitting on the stand or sitting on the grass bank, wherever it is, mm-hmm. watching them play a game of football or watching them swim or play tennis or whatever it is, they are soon going to, to you know, be confident that you are you're changing and that you want to play a role in their lives. So you can do that, you know, just a little bit of effort. You can actually change that attitude that your child has against you just by being there for
0: them what about the family because the very same issues that had you staying away have not gone away overnight in fact they've become further entrenched by staying away chances are that you've reinforced them whatever beliefs that they had about you you've gone and confirmed them
1: yeah absolutely so so again it's about changing that belief and you, you can just by doing that kind of thing win back their confidence too. that you know they might not Willing to do it, but there is the legal route also. You know, there is family justice um, that you can approach and and get some help in terms of mediation. So they play the role of mediators. Their first step would be to get the family and the father and the child in the room together. And believe me, the the the, you know when they interview the child, they're going to get a good feel for what's happening. Um, And you know they have. trained psychologist that will actually get information out of the child Mm -hmm. um, that they need and they will then present a parenting plan or, or recommend a parenting plan that is fair to all and in the best interest of the child.
0: We'll get in touch with uh, Family Justice and get them into our studios to talk about the work that they do, um, talking about how fathers can get better access to their children and uh, the mediation process itself, um, what it entails, how long it takes. If you'd like to get in touch with uh, Fathers in Africa, you can visit the Front Page Father website. Uh, They are one of the organizations that founded Front Page Father and uh, frontpagefather.co.za is the website to visit. it's frontpagefather.co.za. Kevin, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very, very great. much for your time. Thanks
1: for your time. Thanks for Appreciate
0: that Appreciate it. Me. Thanks a lot.